The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Mark Henry, and Bully Ray talk about AEW Revolution from last night, especially that, oh my gosh, that one-hour Ironman match between Brian Danielson and MJF, and of course, the Texas death match between Moxley and Hangman Page. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. When you look at the main event that we saw at Revolution, that's what everybody's talking about. That's what we're going to talk about to start today's show, Bully. And we all had questions about how this main event was going to play out. We all had questions about MJF, right? MJF, wow, what a character. How good he is on the microphone. But how good is MJF really in the ring? I think MJF proved a lot of his doubters wrong with that match last night at Revolution. How good is MJF in the ring? Well, I'd like to dedicate this entire three-hour, busted open, live on your mother's Monday (laughs) to Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Because Max has shut up all of his detractors. Max has shut up all of his naysayers. Max has shut up all of the mouth breathers and the bottom feeders (laughs) who said (laughs) he could not do it. Not only did he do it, not only did he go 60 minutes, not only did he hang, clang, and bang with who many say is the best pro wrestler on the planet in Brian Danielson, he did it and retained his AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Max did it very well last night. Max did it in style last night. Max did what many wrestlers cannot do, went 60, entertained them, and dare I say that match was as entertaining a 60-minute Ironman match, I think, as I've ever seen before. Keyword, entertaining. Because to keep those people invested, engaged, emotionally with it, 
for 60 plus minutes, not easy to do. And I'll be damned if MJF and Brian Danielson did not do it and did it well. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. But Bully, you made you made more than than one good point. You you made like several. And one, he retained. Having a great effort and losing still means you lost. He retained, number one, and, and, and above all. Secondly, they entertained the entire time. I've watched 100 hour-long matches, and you see a lot of this. Rear chin, side head, front face. They went to a couple of holes, but they were always rocking and rolling out of them. The endurance and conditioning that it took to do that match in the style in which they did it, I you, I can put it up there with 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 Flair and Steamboat because they always moved, they always kept it going. And third, Bully said the the naysayers, all of those people that said Maxwell Jacob Friedman could not wrestle, that all he could do is talk. They've never wrestled. So I didn't take a lot of stock into what people say. Now, if if if, if, a, if a famous wrestler came out, if, if like a Ric Flair came out and said, oh, I, I, don't, I mean, he, he could talk good, but, you know, I never saw him. Then I would have to say, wow, well, Maxwell put them in their place today. But that never happened. So all of those people talking shit, Bully, I could give a damn. Maxwell showed out. He performed at a level in which very few guys can perform at over the length of time. I'm proud to be a part of AEW and, and him being there. But more than anything, as a wrestling fan, I'm proud that he got the opportunity to give people the big right in the face. Yep. And, and Mark, you just mentioned Ric Flair's name. You mentioned it uh, in regards to a 60-minute Ironman match. Flair and Steamboat used to be able to go 60 minutes like it was nobody's business. They could Every do night. it twice, twice on Sundays. I don't give a shit about anybody's star rating on this match. I don't give a shit about any dirt sheet writer's opinion on this match. Hell, Nothing. Mark, I don't give a shit about your opinion, my opinion, or Dave's opinion on this one. Who I want to hear from is Ric Flair. Who I want to hear from is um, uh, a Ricky Steamboat. I'd love to hear from a Shawn Michaels a Bret Hart, guys that have gone 60 minutes in style before who know what it's like to not, not only be able to get through it, but entertain the people doing it. That's the opinions I want to hear. Those are the experts to me that are still with us in the wrestling business who could go, all right, Bubba, all right, Mark, all right, Dave, all right, Nation. This 60 minutes match was good or it was bad, and, and I don't think anybody's going to say bad. I'm, I'm just, here's the good, the bad, and the ugly of, of MJF and, and DB. Uh, 
obviously they're going to be putting the match over because it deserves to be. I want to hear them break down the match. I would love to be able to have one of those guys on on, on Busted Open later today if they saw the match or whatever and go, hey, you've gone 60 minutes. Nate, you've gone 60 minutes. Tell me why you enjoyed this one. Because that's the only people's opinion I care about. Take your stars shove them up your ass. Yeah, and and you know what, Bully? I, I think MJF was pretty clear about that last night that he was like about, you know, shoving that star rating up the, you know, Uncle Dave's ass. But you know what? I really feel like this is one of those matches that, you know, to your point, Mark, if they watch it, I think this is one of those matches that maybe not everybody saw this match live last night, but I think this is the type of match, if you didn't, you need to go back and watch it like this was a yeah. clinic last night like you I, you know i was talking to paul our producer before the show you, there was no time in that match where it was like all right let me go get something to eat or get something to drink or go use the bathroom like they kept your attention the entire 60 minutes plus because obviously by the way that match ended it went over an hour uh last night I, it's amazing to me to be able to go an hour. We've talked about whether he can and can he keep That's up that conditioning and all that stuff. And and great job by the commentators, too, by saying, yeah, at one point during the match, this is the longest that MJF has ever been in the ring. I got to put over the commentators last night, especially Taz. Taz did a phenomenal job last night on commentary. And commentary adds to the story that's being told. And... Man, that I, I said it on social media last night, and I'll say it again. This was the best AEW match that I have seen since Dustin and Cody at the first double or nothing. And that was before Dynamite started. So in the AEW Dynamite era, this is by far the best match that I've seen from AEW. Um, everybody should pick up their Twitter machines and tweet Taz this morning and let him know that we're putting him over because he likes stuff like that. And Dave, <laughs> I, he, he really, really likes stuff like that. It makes him feel special. Uh, so yeah, do that for us nation. Dave, I completely agree with you, Mark. I'm sure you'd have to agree too. maybe you have a different take on it, but Taz in AEW is home because AEW is ECW with a boatload of money. AEW, Taz is very familiar with the entire, you know, in-ring product that AEW gives us so he can commentate on it from a first-hand point of view, whether that's the craziness of the spotty-type matches or whether that's the credibility of matches like we saw last night with the 60-minute match. He can give as much credibility to Hangman and Mox and the blood and guts as he can to the, you know, the, 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 the pro wrestling as we got with MJF and, and DB. Yeah, I think I think the entire commentating team uh, did a great job last night. And it was a it, it, it was it was a fun pay per view, and it, it, it Tony delivered to the AEW fan base just what the AE fa AEW fan base needed right now. The past couple of weeks on television have been a bit shaky for the company, but last night that pay-per-view delivered. You know what? And we're going to get into the pay-per-view, and I agree with you, the pay-per-view delivered, but that main event, like, 
was something very special that I think is going to be talked about for a very long time. It was a timeless, one of those classic timeless matches in that main event. And the commentary team, you're right, really added to it by like even just saying about kicking out at two, how physically taxing it is to kick out at two. You know, you mentioned Taz and the credibility with the suplexes. Hey, Taz was the suplex machine. Like him talking about what that does to your body, you know, giving it and taking it. Like, you know, they did a phenomenal job. And for them that grab the attention, it's one thing, guys, to grab the audience that's in the arena and watching the audience as I did, there weren't lot many times during that hour long match that people were sitting on their asses. They were on their feet for most of that match last night. And I encourage anybody, I know it's early, but I encourage anybody uh, that was there last night. I'd love to hear some on-site reports of people that were actually there at the match. That would be phenomenal. But to grab the attention of, you know, a 51-year-old man nearing, you know, 12 o'clock at night when I got to get up early to go to work the next day. And, you know, to grab that person's attention and to keep them at their edge of their seat for the entire hour, Brian Danielson, and obviously you got to give Brian Danielson some credit. You know, probably more people are going to give MJF because we didn't know what he could do. But Brian Danielson, once again, proved that he's one of the best pro wrestlers in the world right now. Man, I, I can't put over that match enough to what they were able to do last night. Bully, I just did what you said. Um, I went on the old Twitter machine, and I told Taz that he was my MVP. And, like, you – that's that's I'm glad you did that because you need to give people their flowers when they when in the moment because tomorrow next week you might not even think about it but last night Taz was fucking excellent he was and and he deserved that and good for you good for you I've been a fa- uh, uh, a fan of Taz at commentary for a long, long time. As a matter of fact, it's very easy to remember Taz at commentary with the WWE, but that's actually not when I thought Taz did his best work. I thought Taz did his best work in TNA and right now in AEW because of the freedom. When you come up in a company like ECW and you're granted that freedom, you learn to appreciate and embrace that freedom. You can't take homegrown talents from ECW and and stifle them. Now, I'm not saying that Vince and the WWE stifled Taz because he was allowed to do what he wanted to do and he was allowed to flourish and shine in, uh, in, in behind the commentary table, which I don't think he thought he would ever be doing, but it gave him the foundation to go on to impact and now to AEW and lend credibility because when I hear Taz talk Mark you just talked about a suplex which is very easy for Taz to talk about because he invented so many suplexes he's a jujitsu guy has an appreciation it's the other things that he talks about about um, you know going this deep in a match and what it feels like for your lungs to be burning or the torque on a wrist during a particular hold or what it what the what the lower part of the back 
feels like, the pain that's being in, endured by your lower back when you are on a single leg crab. And oh, by the way, you're also leaning uh, in, uh, on a bale of barbed wire. He can bring you into the pain. As great as JR is, he can't tell you what that pain feels like. As great as Shivani is, he can't describe what that pain is like. They don't know what it's like to have that torque on the lower back when you're in a single leg crab, Taz can. And that's when, when you start to hear that stuff, it takes it a step further in the believability factor. We know we're watching sports entertainment. We know what we're watching is predetermined sports entertainment. But man, when I'm hearing about all of this other stuff, I'm like, holy shit, these guys are in a lot of pain. Wow, that must really hurt. Wow, it took a lot of intestinal fortitude for him to kick out. They're bringing us in deeper to the story of the match. And when commentary and the action in the ring and the live crowd come together as one, when all of those cogs are working together, spacely space cogs are working <laughs> together, you get what you get last night. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are golden retrievers. Which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi. It's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
Negro Leagues Baseball Museum President Bob Kendrick hosts the SiriusXM original podcast, Black Diamonds. The Negro Leagues didn't care what color you were, and they didn't care what gender you were. Can you play? Hear stories of the leagues and legends that shaped sport, culture, and society. That's why the museum is so important. It's like, we are never going to forget you. Episodes of the award-winning Black Diamonds are now available wherever you get your podcasts. We're not talking about balls and strikes. We're talking about your life. After that Iron Man match, I mean, that's why we're fans, right? That's why we love pro wrestling is for nights like what we saw last night, especially in that match with Brian Danielson and MJF. And as we said to start off the show this morning, you know, MJF shut up a lot of doubters. A lot of people didn't didn't know. Listen, that was the one negative about MJF. Can he wrestle? How long can he wrestle for? You know, he's great on the microphone, but he's not a great wrestler. You know, Bully, you said it to start off today's show. You know, you dedicate you actually dedicated the whole three hours of this show today, you know, to MJF because that is gonna be one of those career-defining matches for MJF. When, you know, people ever say anything negative about MJF, all you have to do is go back to last night and that Iron Man match. And as you said, Bully, he shut up a lot of those doubters. And uh, just want to remind people that I dedicated the show to MJF and not MJF's mother, that wretched, foul-mouthed woman. Wow. How, how... How that woman, how that disgusting human being gave birth to a lovely son like Maxwell is beyond me. So this show is dedicated to Max and not Nina Friedman. You you know what? You know what, Bully? You dedicated the show to MJF. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dedicate the show to Nina and Steve Friedman. I am going to dedicate this show to the parents of MJF, because I think even the parents of MJF after that match last night have to be proud of their son. Though he's a disgusting, foul human being, I think even his parents have to be proud of him after what we saw last night. Well, I would not be proud if she was my mother. She gets the pukey emoji from me. Anyway, look at Mark. Oh, my Mark, God. Mark don't know. <laughs> you know what? I'm still you know serious. You, man, I've seen a lot of people get really done dirty over a lot less than you said about somebody's mama. Woo. Now, you, you, man, you, I have something really that brave. I want to say in response to that, but I'm not going to say it about You know what? I, I might. You know what? We should probably reach out to Nina Friedman, see if she'll come on and ask her the question. Is she proud she of probably her son? She probably says, oh, are they putting over my son? My son, bleep, 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 my son, bleep, 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 bleep. Because she's always Does she have a potty mouth? Potty mouth? A little, little bit. Straight into the shit up mouth. No, come on, not that, please. <laughs> oh, wow. Let's not get crazy. That lady I mean, drops Rogers F-bombs like? like their adjectives, ad- adverbs, uh, whatever those things are. <laughs> Every other word is F this and F that. That's not true. Could you imagine being mad? Like, how did that poor man, Steve Friedman, say, I do? I wish he, I bet he thought I bet he thought he wish he would should have said I don't. No, they're they're first of all, wow. they're perfect together. They they there's a lot of love and passion between those two. And you know what? MJF showed that, you know, they are his parents because how great of a performance he had last night. Um, I think AEW 
I, I don't think I don't know if to say that they have a problem, but I think Max and AEW have a bit. They're in a bit of a quandary. Explain. And Mark, tell me what you think about this. Every heel needs to be able to show his ass a little bit. Every heel needs to be able to tuck his tail between his legs a little bit. Every good heel needs to be able to run for cover at a certain time. Why do heels cheat? Because they can't out-wrestle the baby face. Why do heels say what they say? Because they have to get under the baby face's skin. Heels always need to take the low road because they can't hang with the baby face on the microphone or in the ring or in any other aspect of the, uh, of sports entertainment. After last night, how does MJF show his ass anymore? What's his weakness? Where's the holes? Where's the holes in it? But even his low road works, Mark. People love to hear MJF go down the low road. And when he go, takes the low road, he's normally sending in zingers that are so hard that it pops the audience. Cam, you're right. Can I throw a name out there? And, and, and I, can't, I, I can't believe I'm throwing out this name. But, I'm, but, you know, Mark, you mentioned it earlier in the show. And that's Ric Flair. I mean, Ric Flair was one of those wrestlers, one of those, you know, he was a heel. He was hated. But he was also a guy that would go 60 minutes. He was also a guy that defended. Now, don't forget. But but don't forget, MJF did cheat to win that match last night. I mean, he did cheat to win. So there is a little bit that you can hang your hat on because he did cheat to win. But Dave, was it really about the cheat? Last night to me was about Max going 60 and Max going 60 the way DB was going to go 60. Yes. And Max hung with them the whole time, even in the overtime period. So yeah, the cheating to win, that's great. But he still went the distance. Like, I can actually see Max going out there in a promo um, with with Daniel Bryan again and, and 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 Bryan saying, you know, well, you had to cheat. You had to use the oxygen tank and Max just turning around and go, what do you want to do? You have want to have a rematch? You want to go 60 minutes again? Because I went 72 with you and I wasn't even breathing heavy. Like, what's any, what kind of match are you going to, what, what are you going to do? Challenge him to a double dog collar match? He already did that with Punk. What are you going to do? Challenge him to a 60-minute Ironman match? He just did that with DB. How do you back Max into a corner anymore? He's got so much ammunition. (laughs) And like I said, is it a problem? It's more like a quandary. What is a baby face going to do to MJF? He's already bled like a stuck pig in the in the double dog collar match. He's already met 60. He's a master on the mic. Like, what's a baby face to do? What 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 <laughs> bullet does a baby face has in his chamber that's going to wound Max? Dead Mark. He he did not let off the chamber of the one that said, Hey, I got a little oxygen. I just thought I would give you a little bit of the oxygen. 
I was I was, I was just sharing oxygen with you. But it was over. But it was almost like it was almost like what you saw last night. That he was just doing it out of spite. It wasn't out of necessity. It was almost out of spite. I did it because I could. It wasn't like I had to do it because that's that was going to make uh, make me lose that match or that was going to have me win that match. It was almost out of spite. Bully, you're right. And I don't like and I agree with you. I don't know if it's necessarily a problem, but it is an issue. It is something that they're now going to have to deal with because all the talk beforehand is here's this guy who's an asshole, but you know what when he's in the ring with the right person, he's going to he's going to get beat. He's going to lose. And I don't know who that person could possibly be on the roster to dethrone MJF. I don't know if that person's on the roster right now, to be quite frank with you. Well, they're going to have to train like he trains because whatever he's doing is working. Well, you 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 mentioned I know what he's doing. He's going to Bev Francis's powerhouse gym in Long Island, and he's training his balls off. That's body by Bev's right there. Well, um, one thing that MJF said in the media scrum afterwards, and, you know, he did mention how he got to what we saw last night and the training that he did. So let's go back to last night after the pay-per-view and MJF from the media scrum. So my prep was absolutely insane. Every single day, I'd wake up at 5 a.m. I would take a cold plunge. I would then do fasted cardio for 45 minutes. And then after that fast cardio, I'd go in the sauna for 30 minutes. And then after that sauna, I would take a shower. Not a cold shower, a normal shower. Then I would eat 12 ounces of oatmeal and 10 and a half ounces of white eggs, no yolk. And then I would go to the gym and I would lift like a maniac. And then I would go on the Stairmaster for an hour. And I'm sure there are people at home who are watching this right now that think I'm bullshitting. But I'm completely dead serious. I've never been in better shape in my entire life. I feel I truly gave Brian Danielson. I feel I was dragging him by his nose at points in that match. I think I exhausted Brian Danielson. I also think I tapped out Brian Danielson. Go figure. Um, but in all sincerity, Brian Danielson is hands down the toughest competitor I've ever been in the ring with. And I was fully aware that I had to do everything in my power to be perfectly ready for that match. And I think I most certainly was because I put on probably one of the best, if not the best, professional wrestling matches about a bell of all time. Wow. I mean, you know, that was him, you know, really showing you what it took for him to do what he was able to do last night, Bully. How often do you hear that tone in Max's voice? You don't. You know who you would just kind of reverence, kind of babyface like? It, it was, but you were hearing for that for one of the first times, and I've heard it before. You guys, you, you guys may have fans, probably not. That was actual Maxwell Jacob Friedman talking. That's you. You got as close to the real man, to the real person. Yeah. He was not quote unquote in character. Telling you his training regimen actually shows the reverence Mark was just talking about because waking up at 5 a.m. every morning to get up and take that cold, that cold plunge is not easy to do shocks the body. 
then the 45 minutes of fasted cardio, then the uh, 12 ounces of oatmeal, 10 ounces of egg whites, then to the gym to lift like a madman, then the Stairmaster. What he is basically saying is Daniel Bryan is a fucking machine. And the only way I can keep up with that machine is to turn myself into a machine. Max cannot be showing any more reverence and respect to what Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, whatever, can do by doing this training regimen. Mark, you know damn well, if you have to, I know you're not a bodybuilder, but you're going to get it. If you're about to get on- kinesiology and the science. If you're about to get on stage with Arnold in 10 weeks, you're going to train that he does and more. And another reason why uh, you do wake up in the morning at five o'clock in the morning, you can go and look at some of my old training videos is I would do the same thing is because the day before the all the work you put in, you need to rid your body of lactic acid. And one of the ways of doing it is cold plunging and ice pooling. It brings, flushes all the blood to the surface of the skin in order to relieve, get that lactic acid as far away from the heart, organs, and muscles as possible. And once it gets in the blood, you can flush it out. But that's the only way really to truly do it. And everybody that's anybody that's ever been a great pro had to do it. You watch Ali, you watch Tiger Woods, Jordan, anybody, they're ice pooling after they train or early, early in the morning before they get to work. Well, again, this is the insights that you don't normally get. So I appreciate you, Mark and Bully for bringing that up. By the way, Bully, um, I just got a text message. Um, uh, Nina Friedman just texted me. Do you want me to read the text Uh over the air? Sure. Let's see how bad she buries me. She's uh, it's short. Um, Fuck you, Bully Ray. With a lot of K's and a lot of U's. Fuck you, you, Bully Ray. See? Foul mouth. (laughs) Told you, Mark. Couldn't even text like a lady. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports. NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. Let's get into a match that probably, guys... We talked about more than any other heading to Revolution, and that's the Texas death match between Hangman Page and John Moxley. And if you listen to our master's class that dropped early yesterday morning, we talk about blood in pro wrestling, and we've seen a lot of blood on the road to the Texas death match. So first, let me ask you, Mark, you know, after what we talked about on our master's class that you can listen to on the Busted Open podcast, you know, did the trail of blood that was left leading to what we saw in that match last night. Did it take away from what you saw last night that we did see so much blood leading into what was definitely a blood fest 
last night. I don't I don't know if it took away from it to me, uh, Dave, but um I'm I'm not really the expert when it comes to that because of the fact that I did turn from it. Okay. Because like I got nauseous. But um I know people that Jacob was like, Dad, come back, come back, you gotta see this. <laughs> I'm like, no. Tell me when it's over. And he laughed and then he went back to watching it. But I heard the reaction. And that's a, sometimes when you can hear the show, uh, it's better than watching it. I, I could hear how good the match was because of the way the people reacted. And I don't think for one second that any of the people were disappointed because they, or, or they were acclimated to seeing blood every week. Okay. By what I heard. No, uh, and and it's a good point by you and I'm glad that you brought up the the sound that that audience was making watching that match. Bully, I'll go to you cuz again, we talked a lot about it leading up to what we saw last night. When you watch the finished product in that Texas death match, do you think a lot of the blood that we saw leading in from especially from Moxley took away from what you saw last night? It did not take away from the match but it took away from the shock value of seeing blood. If I know, so let's, let's go back into, let's timeline this. Moxley has been excessively bleeding for two months. I, I, think two that's months? A, I think that's a good ballpark figure. And I don't know if excessively is not excessively. I'm going to say unnecessarily bleeding for two months. I think two months ago, AEW, uh, uh, Tony Khan, John Moxley, and Hangman Page knew that the end result would be a Texas death match. It, can we hypothesize that two months ago they knew that last night would be the payoff? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Dave, if you if you were booking pro wrestling, if you had the pencil, would you have recommended Moxley stay away from the unnecessary bleeding up until last week when he got busted open by the barbed wire brass knucks? Yeah, that would probably be the first time I would see a trickle of blood. Yes. And and why? Because it's just that because you know that the end result's going to be a Texas death match, and you know that that's going to be a blood fest. So I'd probably stay away from any blood up until what we saw the week before. And that's my own, and that's the only point I've been making. So if the only time we would have seen blood was two weeks ago when Hangman Page busted open Moxley, and then the great backstage that we got with Moxley where his blood was pouring out of him onto the steps, and then the Texas death match last night. Now the blood would have meant more. Did it Did it take anything away from the physicality? Excuse me, physicality of the match? No. Did it take anything away from them having a good match? No, but it takes away from the shock value. All that unnecessary blood, the chair throw, the this, the that, the, it, it meant zero. And there's um, there's so many people on social media, the know-it-alls, people who have never been in the wrestling business 
for one minute. Fans who all they know of pro wrestling is what they watch on TV or what they read in a dirt sheet saying, oh, no, the blood doesn't do that. It does this or it, it doesn't ruin it for me or this or that. Once you grasp how this industry is when done the right way, a la Max and, and, and Brian Danielson last night, then you can understand the point I have been trying to make or anybody else who's been trying to make this is we're not saying don't use blood. Sure. Blood good. But blood good at the right time. Not just for the sake of doing it. So didn't take anything away from the match. Thought the guys did a great job. I was, there was no shock value in their blood. Actually, I don't think they bled enough. <laughs> wow. They should you know have what? bled more. Moxley and Hangman Page should have bled so fucking much last night that the show should have had to shut down from all the blood. (laughs) That's how much blood that there should have been. So I'm disappointed. There wasn't enough blood. Damn it. I I, listen. um, I, I don't mind the blood at all. I like the blood. I agree with what you were saying leading up to that match. But when you get the match like you saw last night, Bully, you're expecting a lot of blood. I, Listen, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but man, seeing some of the posts on social media during that pay-per-view last night, come on, like, come on. Like, it's a Texas death match. All these people and some dirt sheet riders, too, by the way, they're like, oh, that's too much. I mean, what are you? It's a Texas death match, for God's sake. A Texas death match is when there's supposed to be yes. an ungodly amount of blood. That's when you should look like Carlos Colon or Abdullah the Butcher or any other, or Dusty. True. That's when you should look like Tommy Rich on the cover of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. That's when you're supposed to be covered in a crimson mask. Those are the right times. Those are the times when you can't have too much blood. You bunch of Marys. I mean, and again, like if, (laughs) like, here's the thing. Mark, not a fan of it, right? Mark's like, I got, I had to step away. I had to look away. Because it makes him physically ill. He has a a physical response to it. Not because he thinks there's too much blood. No, but, but, but Mark's not coming on the air today and saying, you know, damn it. Like they shouldn't have blood in wrestling. That's disgusting. That's terrible. That's not pro wrestling. This is bull. Like, no, like this is part of the art of the sport that we love. It may not be. If you want to say, you know what? Not a big fan of it. It's not my cup of tea, but you know what? If you love it, have have at it. That's fine with me. Yeah. But like, man, these people are just like, this is this is why I hate AEW and why I don't want. Like, fuck you. Like, they just delivered a one hour Iron Man match. That's a classic. Like, you you may not like the Moxley Hangman Page, but these people that are like, you know, screaming at the top of their lungs that this is why I hate AEW. Then you know what? Fine. Don't watch, but let me enjoy what I enjoy about pro wrestling. My God, people. Dear God. Though, though, Mark, I do agree with Bully. Like, if they, if Mox didn't bleed and there was just that blood and that last dynamite leading into the Texas Death Match where you're like, oh shit, this is, this is, this is for real. 
this is going to be something special on Sunday. I think it would have made the match a little bit more special because I got to be honest with you. Obviously, the Iron Man match was lights out. Maybe the greatest match in AEW history so far. So far for me, it's the match of the year. And we've t- we we talked about it for almost two hours on this show. But I think Moxley Hangman Page was a pretty damn special match too. I think if they would have done the build just a little bit differently, we would be talking about the the match a lot more than we are. And I think people would have been talking about the match a lot more than they are. The credibility of a match. How do you keep credibility on a Texas death match? Well, nobody actually dies in the match. So <laughs> we're getting a bunch of false advertising. Uh, the, the finish isn't death. And I hope people see the uh, tongue in cheek humor there. What match out there has actually kept its credibility over the years? This is where I say that this business has been so watered down. A steel cage match doesn't even mean what it's supposed to mean anymore. Hell in a cell. What are we waiting for? For them to somehow creatively climb on top of the cell and do some six spot a la Mick Foley. Uh, How do we keep a Texas death match um, um, unique anymore well one of the things that we can do is we can save the blood for the texas death match yeah you want to bleed a week before before and going hey this is a sign of things to come yeah i get that give the people a little taste and hangman wrapping the barbed wire because they did a lot of wrapping of barbed wire in the match last night wrapping each other's body in barbed wire or wrapping themselves in barbed wire to inflict harm on the other so i like the wrapping of the barbed wire around hangman's fist two weeks ago i liked him busting open moxley a sign of things to come hey if you we're going to give him a little taste of blood here and if they like it they're really going to be bloodthirsty for this texas death match that's that's the way you do it yeah i i i agree i agree with you but really quick bully because we got a lot to get to before Gigi uh joins us in just about 17 minutes here uh how about Hangman Page going over? And once again, Mark II, Hangman Page going over and Moxley tapping to Hangman Page last night. How much is that victory? What what does that victory do for Hangman Page moving forward? You know, I, I think that uh, now he can have the feather in his hat of saying that I made somebody tap out. It's, it's just me. It's, it's like the I quit. Uh, you saw Brian Danielson uh, tap out. Like, it's just a, a badge of honor to make another man quit as opposed to just beating them uh, or even submitting them to where they pass out. To make a man say, I quit or tap out is a badge of honor. Now he's got that. Yeah, and, you know, what? I want to get to the nation really quick. I want to try to get to as many phone calls as possible before our guest joins us in just about 15 minutes. And who is credible more to talk about blood than a real-life doctor? Let's go out to Dr. Bob in Maryland. Good morning, doctor. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I want to give you guys some credit first. Um, my fellows and my residents got annoyed with me over the last year because my radio or music in the OR has always been set to fantasy sports. And when I came in the other day and said, we're turning off fantasy sports, they all got happy. And then I told them we're going to a pro wrestling channel. 
Well, there you go. The busted open. It's the number one sports show on Sirius XM. So you're in good company, Doctor Bob. Wait, this wait is a in, oh, wait, so, this is. Did you? Are you? Are you saying that you performed a surgery, listening to Busted Open? Yes. What kind of <laughs> surgery? What kind of surgery, Doctor Bob? You don't ever want me to do surgery. Let's put it like that. I'm a microtumor specialist in the brain. Oh man! Oh, okay. Wait, wait, so, wait a minute. Wait uh, a minute. Actual you're brain too, surgeon. You're a fucking brain surgeon, and you're listening to Busted Open while performing brain surgery. Hey, that's I quit. You we can't want, top that. To, wait, we can't want top want that. To to the most you can't top that. Wait, guys, I'm going. That's it. I'm retiring. We get Dave. Hey. Sign off. This is well. Busted you know, open. the next sign time, off. the next time, one of the suits. Says to me, your show's not brain surgery. I could say, you know what? Tell Dr. Bob that because he performs brain surgery while he's listening to Bust It Open. There you go. Anyways, Ultimate compliment, uh, Dr. Bob. You're welcome thank you, to Dr. call Bob. in anytime. Hey, you got, got the hotline. I got something for you. I got something for you, though. Let me, let me get this off my chest. I work and I see enough blood. I don't really enjoy, I mean, I, AEW is a different product than WWE. I think it, AEW more like the old ECW. So you, you, you buy the product, you know what you're getting. But I wouldn't want my kids seeing that, my grandkids seeing what I saw last night. You know, fake or not, pretend or not, performing or not, that's just... I don't know. I'm like Mark. I can listen to it a lot better than I want to see. <laughs> well, 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 Doctor Bob. Bob do, hold, hold on, Doctor Bob. We know it's not fake. We know it's not pretend. Uh, we know well, pro wrestling. You know what is, I mean? No, but, but no, no, no. Yes. Yeah, but I'm sure you protect brain surgery like I protect pro wrestling. Yes. So no, you're uh, right. You're right. I apologize. No, that's it's cool, Doctor Bob. But here's the thing: I, when when you talk to uh, when you talk about your grandchildren, and I think it's great that you watch pro wrestling with your grandchildren. AEW is not catering to your grandchildren, right? And I would venture no. to say no. that if you know that they don't, I don't want to say they don't care, but your grandchild is not their target audience at all. Absolutely not. Absolutely. That's why I say W or. WWE, that's more the family wrestling show. Yeah, and, and Dr. Bob, and, and and Dr. Bob, and thank you so much for the phone call because I'm yeah. sure you're going to be hearing your phone call more because that to me is a promo. But um, but you know what? But exactly, uh, this this AEW is supposed to be the alternative to the WWE. You know what? Like you're not going to get a match like that Texas Death Match in the WWE. Heck. You're probably not going to get the Brian Danielson uh, MJF match in the WWE either, because there is elements of both those matches that you're just not going to see in WWE programming. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. SiriusXM Podcasts. 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 